Hi, this is um, Nancy Miller of My Creative Life, and today I have Whitney Early, who I was fortunate to work with in Bullock County Schools. And now Whitney is teaching in Ohio, and she just finished teaching a year of digital art, and now next year she'll be teaching uh, drawing and painting at her school. So Whitney, um, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, would you mind telling the audience a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, thanks, Nancy, uh, for having me. Um, so, yep, my name is Whitney, and I am originally from Bullitt County, Georgia, but my husband got a job here in Columbus, Ohio, and we moved here almost exactly four years ago, and wow. uh, it took me some time to get a public school job. It took me two years, but I now work for Columbus City Schools. I work at Briggs High School on the west side of Columbus, and yep, I just finished my second year there, and like you said, I'm switching out of the digital arts and going back to uh, what I really want to do, which is drawing and painting. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I can't believe it's been four years. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. I just feel like you just recently moved and got married and did all that exciting stuff and bought a house, so that's really, wow four years. So I wanted you to go and think about like back in time, probably one of the first times that you made art and what you remember about that memory and uh, share that with us. So my earliest memory of making art? Yes. Would I really do remember it very clearly? Oh, okay. <laughs> you got a good memory then. I do. I think I do. Um, at least that's what my mom says. Um, so I was in preschool. Oh, in Statesboro, Georgia, and I remember I painted a picture of purple flowers, like like a horizontal image, you know, with the green across the bottom, and then like all these purple flowers growing out with like stems and leaves, you know, and I remember my teacher held it up in front of the whole class and was like, everybody look at what Whitney painted, look how good it is, and then everybody copied me. <laughs> I was better at it than most people were. Yeah. That it, I was good at it, and like people noticed. Yeah, so. that's true. So, and and, and, yep, and that, then <laughs> and having that moment of being like, you know, doing something unique and different, kind of going off your own way and deciding, hey, I'm enjoying this. I'm digging it. Yes. So yeah. I, I know you have a lot of different art interests that I've seen over just knowing you over these last. Um, I mean, gosh, when did I first meet you? Now I think about it. how many years have I known you? If you left, I four started years... working for Bullitt County Schools in 2012. Oh, so it would have been 2012 because you know we oh went to the art teacher. Meeting. Yes, yes, and we went to the um, Georgia um, Education uh, Association's workshop, or they had their uh, in uh, Macon. Yeah, we went to that. That was a yeah. lot of fun. Oh my goodness, where does the time go? I know. I feel like it was just yesterday. We were in, what was her name? Miss, her, I don't know. We had those meetings in, was it Miss Ware? <gasps> yes, and, uh, Judy Ware's. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And we still had another one because I went and I did some uh, professional de development with them. And uh, I went over and there's there's Judy in her classroom and everything like that. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, just mm -hmm. like old times, man. 
So yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite type of art to make these days? which I really enjoy doing. Um, I've got some different, like, vintage um, pattern books, and I, like, kind of make my own combinations, or I just like those really classic, um, like, motifs and stuff. So mm -hmm. I recently did one of those. Um, my brother and sister-in-law had a baby. Aww. So I made one for my niece. Aww. Um, with her name and, like, the floral design and everything. Um I also made her a quilt, oh, and it was my wow. first time um, actually, like, cutting a pattern, you know, with, like, measuring and cutting with the blade and lining oh. everything up as perfectly as, not just, like, squares, okay. but, like, actual pattern, so, um, and I really enjoyed that a lot, like, really? I really, I like the preciseness of oh, it, I think, is okay. what this is, um, <laughs> the OCD, like the, you, know, you have this, you have a pattern, uh -huh. so, you know, I kind of like that. But, yeah, and then I do draw sometimes just for fun, but mm -hmm. I haven't done anything, like, big or serious in a while. So I'm hoping now that I'm going to be teaching drawing and painting, mm -hmm. I can get, I can start to, I can get back into it. So. Oh, that's great. That's great. I really loved your fibers work with the quilts and stuff, and I remember you showing me some of that stuff. It's really beautiful. Beautiful I work. Just, I just really, I don't know, and I feel like such a nerd when I yeah. talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a grandma. Like, I'm quilting. Well, I mean, like, where did you get that interest? Where did that interest in quilting? Because that's... From my grandmothers. Like, both of my grandmothers um, taught me how to sew, taught me how to crochet, taught me how to cross stitch. Um, they would taught me how to use a sewing machine. Um, one grandma just had, like, a big sewing box, and she would just let me... She would just let me play with it. She would just oh. let me do whatever I wanted to do. Um, she just give me like some fabric scraps, and oh, I would just—I nice. make like like clothes for my dolls and stuff. Like, and I still have that stuff like upstairs. Like, I'll send you a picture. Like, it <laughs> Like, I don't even know how I did it. That's you know, cool. Like Ten years old. I don't know, but and so I think it's really important to like preserve those like those skills and those, and, you know, the crafts that they taught me. So I, I think that's why I really like to do it. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I find that I got more into coming, like, I'm not any good at the craft side of art, but I always, like, fascinated because it's just, like, people who've, you know, it, it's be gone. I mean, basically, with all the technology shifts and everything like that, if people weren't actually still doing it, like, nobody would know how to sew or make anything from scratch, which is kind of no, sad. Yeah, but I think there's still, like, I think it's still going strong. I don't think that it will. I don't know. I hope it won't. Yeah, because there's just something about, you know, the manufactured, mass-produced, and then you're like, you know, when you make something, like I made, like, a T-shirt quilt for my son for the first time, but it was just, like, nice to know, like, I... I, I know, just the time and the effort, and then it's just, like, very custom to him and everything like that, and it's just something that, you know, you're not going to get at Walmart. <laughs> no, <laughs> and, I, and I, that's true. There is, like, an emotional connection. Yes. Because of the amount of time and work it takes. Like, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And so, so. yeah, and I think that's, um, it amazes me with quilt making, because I have no, like, mental ability to like navigate all of the shapes and things like that so it's fascinating to me that people can put in that precision and it has to be like I mean if you're off you're like 
it's not gonna fit together. <laughs> I go like I couldn't be that yeah, precise. No, it would just like irritate me. <laughs> <laughs> just irritate you. I don't know how you hide those things because mine would have like big gaps or like, ooh, we got it really off right there. Like I and stitching consistently. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> and I've done it many times, but wow. But I but it's you're, funny, me and my mom were talking about yeah. like left brain versus right yeah. brain. And I was like, but you know, a lot of the arts that I do do have a lot of math behind mm -hmm. it. So I don't really know if I believe, you know. Oh, that it's really one side of the brain One dominating. side of the brain. Like, yeah. not me at least. Yeah. So. That's probably true. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not very good at the uh, the math stuff. I, I tell my students, like, I just draw something about that big and then I have to take it in the, I make the shape in the computer and then I just move it over and that's how I figure out like, that's what I have to tell them. It's like, I'm terrible at math. So I just use spatial relationships like into yeah, the extent yeah. like it's not, it's definitely not precise. There's no measuring. It's mainly like me saying, okay, I can tell this is two inches looking at the ruler. And then I go like, if I move this shape over here and then I've got to make that whatever two inches, but yeah. <laughs> so at, so it's interesting you're talking about your grandmothers, but are there um, other artists that inspired you during your journey of creating art? Well, yeah, I've always been, I remember probably around middle school, I really got into surrealism, oh. like big time. And so I was, I was a huge Renee Magritte fan, like huge, like, if I showed you some of my old paintings yeah. from high school and stuff yeah. when I first started out and becoming more serious yeah. about it, they're very Magritte-like, very uh -huh. flat, like, illustration kind of quality to the paintings. But then I really got into Frida Kahlo, and I was lucky enough to get to see her, um, her whole life, like, her retrospective oh. at the Tate Modern oh, when wow. I did a study abroad in college, so <gasps> I saw... I think it was over 200 of her works and oh, wow. it was, it made me cry. <laughs> Aww, it was yeah. so amazing. Like, I just, I don't know. I just really, yeah, I'm, I've always been kind of interested in surrealism and uh -huh. things. Um, I'm big, big Francis Bacon fan okay. too. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, for me, like, the weirder, the better. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, I, I agree. Like, uh, Frida Kahlo, I like her work a lot. But a lot of it was, like, when I, I think I was, I um, was starting to read about her personal life and how she got into art. And I think that fascinated mm -hmm. me because she was just, like, I know you, you're, you've been, like, stabbed through the like I guess her pelvis or whatever when she was yeah. in that busing accident and then just you're stuck in bed and you have nothing to do so you just paint and draw and that's all you have is yourself and then just everything yeah. that she went through and stuff in life I go like I'm having a good day then <laughs> I mean if I'm yeah. you know it kind of gives me some perspective and then understanding her work and how she I don't know just um yeah and I think I think it was interesting, especially her desire to become a mother, but she never really got to have that experience in life and stuff. So, yeah, how that played into her artwork. Pretty sad story. Yeah. Pretty, I mean, um, they also, at this exhibit, they yeah. had, um, like, they had lined photographs up along a wall, and they were photographs that started, you know, in when she was a baby and her childhood. And it slowly, it was like a timeline of her life wow. with photographs that they had found of her. And then the last photograph was like her, like, passed away. Oh, and it was like, it was very emotional. And I wow. think that's 
that's what I respond to the most. Like her work is just so emotional. Like it's like you can feel the person she was. Mm-hmm. I've never seen original uh, any of her original work. I've seen you know I've seen prints and things like that, but I've never. Yeah, I've seen a, um, a Magritte. I've seen one of those originals. I can't remember. Where was I? Probably at the Met. I think it was either at the Met or I was at the uh, Chicago Art Institute. And I they saw have one a couple at this. I've, I've been to the Chicago Art Institute. They have a couple. So I'm just amazed at how flat they are. I just love the flatness of them. <laughs> and I know that sounds weird, but yeah. I just love the way they look. Yeah. There's just something about them. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. So, um... How do you stay motivated to keep working on your own personal work? You know, because you have a busy schedule. And being a teacher um, makes it, I, I think it's a tough balancing act when you're a teacher because you get very consumed with what your students are working on. So how do you stay motivated to keep working? Yeah. I will say that um, in college at Georgia Southern, mm -hmm. uh, my painting professor, uh, Pat Walker, she told us, like, multiple times, uh, when you're done with school, you're really going to have a hard time making time for art mm -hmm. unless that's what you're doing as your job. Yeah. So she was totally right. <laughs> <laughs> like you just get work, you know, you just get busy mm -hmm. and I've had to like make a conscious effort to make time for it. Be like, okay, you know, I like at the beginning of this school year, things weren't so great at, mm -hmm. at my school at Briggs. Things, pretty they were pretty bad and with the like just constant fights and violence mm -hmm. and I was really stressed out mm -hmm. a lot of people were stressed out um sure. I had like a muscle spasm in my back wow. <laughs> which I've never had ever but the chiropractor said I was super stressed out like all my muscles in my whole back were just like rock hard so I told myself like I have to do something to make myself feel good mm-hmm because I, you know, because I'm so stressed out, I have to do something about it. So then I started being like, okay, like, I'm going to make time to do stuff. Like, I'm not going to, may, maybe I'll put my phone away. Like, I don't need the phone. I don't want to, maybe I won't mm -hmm. just zombie out and watch Netflix. Instead, I'll do something, you know, I'll work on something for myself. Mm -hmm. So I, like, had to make myself. Like, mm -hmm. I had to tell myself I have to do this. Yeah, I feel like that too. I'm gonna fall apart. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's one of those things. Like I, um, I have to make time for it. Otherwise, I get really cranky. <laughs> I get like if I haven't done like I don't know some drawing or something, I just get really like I don't know. I just get really irritable, and it's like so. I found it helps me kind of level out if I'm like working on stuff. I think the hardest part is like just like for me is just like consistently like I'll eat, I'll go through these ups and downs like you just like spend a lot of time working and I'll get into mm -hmm. it and then I'll be like oh I back off because I'm like been doing that and then I get sidetracked with other things so that yeah. I think is really hard to do but I agree with you it's hard I thought it was especially difficult I think um teaching elementary art I loved it but it was really hard to make time when I taught elementary school to do art. I find it's easier as a secondary teacher because my students are at that, you know, age where they're kind of like, you know, able to appreciate it more. Not that they don't appreciate it in elementary school, but it's like, I think at the level or the intensity, I had students who are very focused and some of them are, they're, they were drawing nonstop or they're very interested. They're so passionate about it that they're doing this outside of school. 
So yeah. it made me feel guilty. I was like, oh my gosh, you're like, ooh, bad teacher. Uh, they're, they're working hard on their art. So I felt like I needed to up my game and start working more. So I thought that because of just being around students that are at that level and they are just trying to like get better at it and craft themselves, I was like, I have got to do this more often. So, yes, I agree. Um, And it's nice when you work with the older kids because, (laughs) you know, like you said, they're they're independent. Like some of them are really serious, you know, you can get them going and then you can like sometimes I'll like join them. Like, Mm. oh, I have like I keep a I keep a note like a sketchbook at at school in my office and I'll pull it out and I'll like sit with them. Oh, nice. Because, you know, you don't, you're not yeah. teaching little kids anymore. You don't have to, yeah. they're all, you know, they're not yeah. all running around. And... <laughs> some, you got some times where you can kind of be calm with them. Yes, not... that's true. That's true. Yes. So, um, what's something you're currently working on? So, I am currently working on learning how to work. Alone. <laughs> that's tough see you are like that other side of your brain because like just the thing of like i'm like where does that stuff feed through where does it like go it's going to be it's gonna be intense <laughs> what? well like how big is this like a full size like in a like big so like um like we were talking about earlier about yeah. me moving classrooms yeah um, and there's you know 40 years of junk in this classroom wow. i found a loom and it was in a box that said Kmart, and Ooh. it said eleven dollars. Okay. And and I googled it, and if I was to buy this loom right now, yeah. not from Kmart, uh-huh. but just from the internet, it would probably cost me one hundred twenty-five dollars. Oh. So it's about maybe two feet wide, maybe two and a half feet long. Okay. Um, it. I mean, I had to repair part of it because, Uh like, one little piece was missing. So now I got it fixed up. So then I had to buy – I bought this thing recently called a warping peg, Uh which is going to help me, um, you know, wrap the loom with the string um, with a warp. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to be working on. Wow, that's intense because it's like I I just, like, I don't know. Like, people – like, one teacher that – my mentor teacher, she offered me, do you want a – she had like a full size like that thing is like four feet across and like like, like a floor loom. It was yes. She's like you can have it. I was like, I don't even know how to move this thing <laughs> or like how you would get this yeah. thing. It's like they're so I'd be interested yeah. To try to like at least figure it out. Um, I was at IKEA the other day uh-huh. and they had a loom in the children's section, like a toy loom, and I bought it. <laughs> You did? Oh, you're, see, you're motivated. I just look at that, and I get overwhelmed. I'm just like, oh. I'm just it's like, who, who can figure like, this out? I kind of started a little Wow. Bit, and it actually works really well. Really? $19.99. Okay, so do you take, like, is it, like, where it has the shuttle, and you got to go through, and do you have to, like, yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and you got to, Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. Whitney, you are you you are like such a motivated person to to tackle that. I just, I just like to tackle yeah. things. I think I just like to I just like things like I don't know. Yeah. I just like to touch things. So it's very yeah. 
It's, like, very relaxing. I mean, like, I, the only thing close that I get, like, but it's so easy is crocheting. Like, I'll get into that, and I'll be, like, I'll be, like, and it's, like, I love the fact that I don't have to count anything. I just, I just, I just stretch it out, and I eyeball and be, like, okay, I want it to be this long, so I'm just gonna, you know, make that many stitches that's that length, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, I think it'll be relaxing yeah. once I figure out how to string it. Uh-huh. And then once I can just start weaving, yeah. like that, that's the easy, fun part. Yeah. I'm, like, still in the preliminary, like, okay, what equipment do I need uh -huh. to make this work? Yeah. Ugh, so. You're so motivated. Well, we post some pictures. I want to see how, you know, what it turns <laughs> out with that. That's amazing. So the next question is, what is your favorite place to see art? Ooh, my favorite place to see art. So I... I think it's really cool um, that I live in Columbus, Ohio now mm. because when I lived in Statesboro, it's not the most. I mean, you got the Avery yeah. Center, you got Georgia Southern, but yeah. you know, there's there's not much going on in the art scene so much. Um, but here in Columbus, it's like everywhere. Oh. So there's like a theater that I really like to go to that is actually. Uh, it's a combination theater and um, art gallery. So oh. they have artworks from Ohio State, like in constant rotation inside the whole theater, like oh, awesome. in all the hallways. And then, like, there was an arts festival last week, and it was like it covered two whole giant bridges. And you wow. know, we went, you know, there's a a coffee shop down the street that sells local art. Nice. And I, oh, I wanted to buy one one time, and I was like, no, I'll Aww. wait. And then I came back, and it was gone. I was, I'll never wait. I'll never do that again. Um, but it's just everywhere here, and it's oh, just nice. really cool to see it, like, in the community. Uh -huh. Like, just everywhere. Like, it's awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. We have a lot of, like, they do a lot of these, yeah. like, giant murals here in Columbus. Okay. Like, like a sticker, almost. Oh, like from the kids in the college and, and different lo local artists okay. and they just kind of print these like giant artworks that are just kind of stickers uh -huh. and then they adhere them to the sides of the buildings. Cool. And they're there for like a while, like okay. months, and then they can remove it and then put uh, something else on. Okay, cool. Really neat. So, so I really like Columbus a lot. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So it's a good move and it's very artsy sounding. I've never yeah. been there. Um yeah, I've never been there, actually. So, my husband, he offered to take me to Cleveland. I don't know if Cleveland is, uh, you know, no, a no, mecca. I've never but... been to Cleveland. I heard Cleveland is not that great. But... <laughs> they saved it all for Columbus. That's, that's okay. <laughs> so, what is the most indispensable item in your studio? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I think, can I have two? <laughs> oh, sure. Of course. Yeah. I could not live without really good scissors. Oh, yeah. And, like, I have, like, sewing fabric scissors. Mm -hmm. I cannot live without really good scissors. And I can't live without Sharpies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta have both of those things. Like, I have to. Yeah. I, I threatened my son. I said, don't you dare ever use... Uh, mommy says fabric cutting scissors because I was like these are not like you know cheap scissors like if you no. actually get a good pair like I spent like I don't know I'm trying to remember it was over $20 for my 
somewhere yeah. between 20 30 bucks and i said don't you dare don't let me ever catch you cutting a piece of paper with these because you will be in trouble so what is something you wish you had known about you know prior to going into being in um into the art field that you wish you I guess you'd wish like some kind of like tip that you wish you'd known prior to going into, into art and art education hmm. that you wish that somebody had told you here. That's hard one, Nancy. I'm sorry. No, it's, you know, I, I feel like, yeah. you know, when I was at Georgia Southern, yeah. I had a lot of really, well, let me take, let me, let me back up. Yeah. Let's high school. You, you, yeah. knew, you knew Bunyan Morris. My high school art teacher. Well, I met him from going to the professional developments. Going yes, yes. and he is. It's amazing that his former students, because you, Brantley, Haley, and then um, I think even Danielle. I think may have had him maybe as yes. they were his his instru- yes. uh, teacher in high school. And it fascinates me that y'all went into so arts fields. He's, he's phenomenal. So like. And that should be like a testament to it. But I think I just had such, I think I just got so lucky and I uh-huh. had such strong art teachers and mentors uh-huh. with Bunyan in high school. Yeah. And then the ones I had at Georgia Southern, uh-huh. like Pat Walker. And I just had like a lot of really good teachers. So uh-huh. I I feel like I was pretty they were pretty upfront and honest about all aspects mm-hmm. of art making and being a professional artist or working in the art field. Um, so I feel like I was pretty well informed. Oh, like okay. I, nothing. I don't think anything was like a giant surprise oh, or okay. I was shocked or upset or, you know, anything yeah, like that. nothing like but that. I think I just got really lucky because, and then, then to be able to do my student teaching uh-huh. with Bunyan and to like completely come full circle, like yeah, like it was it was a really good experience. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Then you were fully prepared afterwards. I I mean I my only thing is like um I didn't get like I think at GSU y'all got to like do a split where you did elementary and secondary for your yeah I got to do both. Oh. I got to both oh that's great like I had to pick one and so that was the only thing I really wish I could have done both and then it was just like you know that was my only thing but uh, otherwise the the program was great yeah I met her over the summer with the illustration and stuff so yeah so I got to work with Carly for elementary Uh Martha for middle school and then Bunyan for high so that's awesome I just got lucky, I think. Yeah. Um, Marsha's great. I met her this summer because mm-hmm. another teacher that I know, it's so, it's so funny how the small community, but she's doing great. She's I'm retired. So and Such a nice lady. Yes. Like, I mean, she still subs, I think, occasionally, but she's, like, uh, traveling abroad to, like, Alaska because she has uh, family there. But it just, yeah, her paintings are beautiful. I was like, wow, <laughs> amazing. I was like... Oh, these are beautiful. <laughs> just that's all I can say. Like, They're beautiful. She gave you one. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to work on her then, because <laughs> I would love to have one of her paintings. They're gorgeous. They're beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah, super nice lady. 
baby. Yeah. So the last question is, um, it's that deep, one of the deep, the deepest question. At the end of your life, you've made all the art you've wanted and you've lived a full life. If there could be nothing left behind of your existence, but a note you've written with three final truths, what would those truths be? Okay. So maybe the first one would be there are no rules. Do what makes you happy. <laughs> um maybe number 2 would be life is short. Make others happy. That's good. Um, I think number three, this is deep. Yeah, uh, I guess I, I, dang man, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's late to have to think this hard about like, you know, he's really going be like, YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like I said, you know, life is short, you know, make others happy, you know, there's no rules, you know, do what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think probably maybe the last one, like, even just to sound a little lame is yeah. like, just take care of each other. Like whether that's your, you know, you don't get to choose your family, uh -huh. um, but you know, you do get to choose the people you spend your life with. So, yes. you know, take care of these people, whoever they are. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, that's true. You know, because at the end of the day, it's like you are old and gray. You got your, those people, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll show up <laughs> at the end of it and say bye <laughs> and all that good stuff. So, yeah. yeah. But thank you so much for being on my podcast. And, um, and yeah. And do you um want to share like your Instagram or anything like that for people want to see more of your work? Yeah, so um, my Instagram, I believe, <laughs> I think my Instagram, um, I believe it is Whitney Early, Early spelled E A R L E Y, just Whitney Early. So okay, and great. If I'm wrong. <laughs> That's okay. I'll I'll fix it in the description box about the episode, and then I'll I'll put it in there because I I'm... high schoolers heard me, they would be like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, like, I don't follow myself on a regular, like, I don't call myself, so, yeah. But, yeah. yeah no. But I'll put, I'll put it in the uh, description box and um, in the bottom of the uh, podcast. So, thank you again, and it was so good seeing you, Whitney. Yeah, 